When you lose someone or something dear to you, do you dwell on the loss or on the good times you had? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Frieden. Today we are on page 8 of Tractate Nazir, and we learn how to focus on the blessing amidst the suffering. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I'd like to begin with a story. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi fasted and prayed to Hashem that he might be permitted to meet the prophet Eliyahu, who had ascended alive into heaven. God granted his prayer, and Eliyahu appeared before him. Let me journey with you in your travels through the world, the rabbi entreated Eliyahu. Let me observe your doings, so that I may gain in wisdom and understanding. No, answered Eliyahu, you would not understand my actions. They are beyond your comprehension. But still the rabbi implored, I will neither trouble nor question you. Please let me accompany you on your way. Come then, said Eliyahu, but let your tongue be silent. With your first question, your first expression of disbelief, we must part company. So the two journeyed through the world together. They approached the house of a poor man whose only treasure and means of support was a cow. As they came near, the man and his wife hastened to meet them, begged them to come into their house, eat and drink of the best they had, and to spend the night under their roof. In the morning, Eliyahu prayed to God that the cow should die, and the animal died. Then the travelers continued on their way. Rabbi Yeshua was shocked. Why did you kill the cow of this good man? He asked. Look, listen, and be silent, Eliyahu replied. If I answer your questions, we must part company. They continued their journey. Toward evening, they arrived at a large and imposing mansion, the residence of a wealthy and arrogant man. They were coldly received. Only a piece of bread and a glass of water were placed before them. They remained there during the night. In the morning, Eliyahu saw that a wall of the house was collapsing, and he immediately restored it. Rabbi Yeshua again was filled with wonder, but said nothing, and they proceeded on their journey. At nightfall, they entered a city where there was a large and imposing synagogue. They went in at the time of the evening service and admired the rich adornments, the velvet cushions, and gilded carvings of the interior. After the service, the president arose and called out, Who is willing to take these two poor men to his house? No one responded, and the traveling strangers had to sleep in the synagogue. In the morning, however, Leo shook hands with the members of the synagogue and said, I hope that you may all become presidents. The next evening, the two entered another city. The shamans of the synagogue came to meet them and notified the members of the congregation of the arrival of the two strangers. The best hotel of the place was open to them, and all showed them attention and honor. Upon their departure, Eliyahu said, May Hashem appoint but one president over you. Rabbi Yeshua could resist his curiosity no longer. Pray tell, he said to Eliyahu, the meaning of all these actions that I have witnessed. To those who treated us coldly, you extended blessings, and to those who were gracious towards us, you were dismissive. Even at the risk of parting, please explain to me the meaning of your actions. Eliyahu explained, We first entered the house of the poor man who treated us so kindly. Now it had been decreed that on that very day his wife should die. I doubted that the cow might die instead. Hashem granted my prayers and the woman was saved. The rich man whom we visited next treated us coldly and I rebuilt his wall. For had he rebuilt it himself, he would have discovered a treasure buried underneath. To the members of the synagogue who were not hospitable, I said, May you all be presidents. For where many rule, there is never peace. And so to the other community I said, But may you have but one president. 
for with one leader no conflict will arise. Now, if you see the wicked prospering, be not envious. If you see the righteous in poverty and trouble, be not doubtful of God's justice. With these words, Eliyahu disappeared. Today's stuff discusses an individual who passed on just as he completed his term as a Nazir. Let's look at the Gemara. If a person declared, I undertake to be a Nazir as the number of the days of the sun, he has taken upon himself to be a Nazir for 365 terms of 30 days, a total of over 30 years. Rabbi Yehuda says such a story once took place, and when the fellow completed his term, he died. Let's analyze the Gemara. Can you imagine this poor Nazir? He dedicates 30 years of his life to God and then he dies. Where's the divine justice? Of course, he passed on to the world of truth and was granted insight into God's ways, but anyone who knew him would have experienced a crisis of faith at that point. They're all holding their invitations to the huge seum he was making for the grand finale of his Naziris, and then the poor man keels over and dies. While our Gemara leaves us reaching deep down into our wells of Emunah, the Yerushalmi sheds further light on the episode. Our sages explained that this man was destined to die much earlier in his life. But in the merit of his Naziris commitment, heaven allowed him the opportunity to fulfill his pledge and he lived many years longer than his original allocation. Just like the cow owners in the story of Rabbi Shub and Levi, we don't know how long a person is destined to live. But acts of spiritual devotion and loving kindness can redirect the heavenly decree. When tragedy strikes, all we see is the bad. But there are always two ways to look at matters. We can look at what we've lost, or we can focus on what we had and still have. While Rabbi Yeshua was shocked and disappointed when the cow died, I have no doubt that the righteous couple responded, We don't know why heaven struck our only cow, but we thank Hashem for the many years we were blessed with daily milk from this creature. Likewise, when the Nazir died, most of his friends were devastated. But perhaps he had a righteous daughter who pondered her father's passing and decided, I'm sad dad's gone, but I'm grateful for all the wonderful years we were blessed to have him in our lives. That's not an easy perspective to maintain. Any loss in life is painful, but we must endeavor to summon our inner strength and focus on our blessings. Some people never have a cow to begin with. Other people have parents who are abusive or absent. And the same goes for every aspect of gain and loss in our lives. Maybe you've been laid off from work. You're angry and you have every right to be. After all, you gave to this company, this is how they've treated you. But while it may be your right to be angry and upset, you also have the right to shift your perspective. Don't focus on what you lost. Think about what you gained during your time there. What long-lasting relationships did you make? Which well-connected people did you meet who might be able to help you transition into the next stage of your life? You could stay angry and burn bridges, but you'll never know if you were placed in that role just to meet one individual whose assistance will be life-changing. Maybe you've been dating someone for a long time. It's clear now that the relationship is coming to an end. You're upset. You thought this person was your basharat. Meanwhile, the person has just been indecisive and stringing you along. It's tempting to want to break up in an unmenschlich manner and treat that poor person poorly. But who knows? Maybe the person has been thinking for some time about introducing you to their best friend. Focus on the positive. You met someone lovely with whom you've had the opportunity to spend time and from whom you've been able to learn. Unfortunately, this person was not your Bashar after all. But that doesn't mean that the person needs to become your adversary. The Almighty knows exactly what he is doing. 
Everything he does is good. When we don't see it, we need to adjust our focus. May you learn to focus on the positive elements in every situation, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.